Techpreneur podcast. Today I'll be speaking to Going Green Media co-founders Ben and Kira to learn more about how climate tech startups can harness the power of communication to get their mission and message across, build a following, and truly connect with their client base. With over 200,000 Instagram followers, Going Green Media has created a powerful platform to help spread the word about planet-driven innovation. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you, Thank for, you having for having us. us. Uh, can you just start by sharing a little bit about your background and how you got started working in this sustainability and, and innovation space in the first place? So I founded Going Green Media back in 2019. I was studying architecture at the time and I was getting really frustrated with my lecturers um, talking about modernist designs with no sustainability credentials. So I decided to purchase a second-hand camera and then I decided to travel to a range of destinations where I'd seen these green projects online. And I thought I should show my peers these projects and maybe we can persuade the lecturers to start teaching them. And I created the first few videos on YouTube and then it became it became kind of like a viral hit on YouTube. Wow. Um, and from there, I kind of realized that this isn't just um, an architecture space that needs to be um, brought up to speed. It, it's the whole the whole world really um, and then I met Kira in 2020 and we have been covering anything from construction to farming to we, we basically just saw that sustainability doesn't have is not exclusive to one sector or another like Ben said he saw it in his architecture classes how it was still kind of behind and there were so many more things that needed to be taught and young people especially young students especially needed to learn about um so yeah so once I met Ben in 2020 and I joined going green as it was back then um yeah we just saw that there was so much more opportunity to make sustainability accessible to more people by speaking about topics that they themselves were passionate about so yeah whether you're an engineer and you're really into I don't know you're into renewables or you're really into yeah sustainable construction and architecture and design or if you're really into conscious fashion or whatever it may be there's a way to work sustainability into every sector it's interesting because it, it literally started with you like many entrepreneurs right you, you spotted a problem you spotted something which you know you felt just wasn't quite up to speed or, or where it should be and just went and started shooting a couple of videos <laughs> and developed a natural talent I guess <laughs> yes, I, f I found a love for filmmaking, even with a second hand camera. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit embarrassed by some of the first videos, by the, the, the production quality. Um, but some of those videos, I think, really connected with people because they they saw that I, I didn't have the production quality, but the passion was there. And that that's probably, you know, one of the first things that we can actually talk about when it comes to climate tech and how to communicate, you know, whatever you're you're you're, you're trying to communicate is. It's about emotion and passion, I think, very often, you know, more than getting it perfect. And I love what you said about accessible, because innovation is not always accessible. The way, you know, it's produced by scientists. Scientists struggle to explain what they're doing just to their customers or investors. And actually, you know, being in the space myself and interviewing so many climate tech founders, I know that communicating what you do in a way that's accessible and easy for people to grasp is 
an ongoing uh, challenge, I guess, for, for especially for high tech innovators. So, Absolutely. yeah, um, what what just want to go back into into your journey to launching Going Green Media. It sort of evolved naturally, I guess. And uh, what what is your main mission now? And can you just give like a brief overview into how, what you're doing, how you're helping companies and yeah, well, what are your main goals? Yeah, for sure. So our tagline, and it really encapsulates, I think, our mission in one sentence as well, is we film green projects that inspire action. So by that, we mean we are fortunate enough to find these incredible green solutions from around the world, whether it's an organization or oftentimes even just an individual um, who has come up with an incredible solution to a big problem that also ends up being a climate problem. So for example, plastic alternatives made from seaweed or renewable energy farms or vertical farms, or there are so many different ways that people have gotten into the climate space. It's incredible. So we go visit them and allow them to tell their story because like you said earlier, a lot of brands struggle with getting their message out there or making it understandable to you know the average person. And so that's kind of what we try and help with is translate these often very high tech um, complex systems or pro, um, products or projects and make them make the average person understand them and also get excited about them. I think that's the biggest thing. And then to kind of go back to my mission or our mission statement, uh, we film green projects that inspire action. The second part of our business model is to really inspire people to take action in their own lives. So whether they have these projects locally or um, or if, even if they don't, that's even better because it, we really want to inspire people to start their own or get involved with whatever they have in their community. Because yeah. in most places around the world, you know, there is someone, it, even if it's just one person, you know, making a difference, whether that's picking up rubbish from the side of the road or cleaning waterways with even like a like a pool net or something, you know, every little bit helps. And so we really want to encourage people to say, you know, we truly believe that no action is too small. Um, so that's yeah that's kind of how we see things and how we like to tell stories as well and just to add to that we feel like a lot of the climate news out there it's so negative wow. um, that's why we feel like we all of the content that we produce is is supposed to be hopeful and inspiring and um, and that's why we feel like we've been able to have this success so early on or so so fast really is that people want to keep watching more content because it makes them feel good um, and also feel hopeful that a, a better future is possible. I, I think it's it's incredible actually how so much of the news is driven around sharing about the accidents and the horrible you know stories and criminals and things that happen because there's this belief that you know that's what gets a lot of views but actually you know you're proving and other people are proving that people actually want to connect and follow, you know, inspiring, hopeful content and and not not be drowned in, in that negativity. But so so you're working kind of on both sides of the coin. You're you're helping uh, the climate tech startups themselves tell their stories in, a, in an accessible way. But then you're also working on the on the consumer side, actually just inspiring people to take little bits of action, which is super important because more and more, you know, I'm hearing that it's not just regulation that's driving change. Uh, it, it's the consumers themselves that are creating enormous amounts of pressure on businesses. So um, I, I think, you know, sadly, very often um, 
businesses, especially if they're not purely climate tech focused, are still very driven by profit. But there's so much pressure coming now from so many different angles and that momentum is building really, really fast. Um, so I, I just want to ask you actually, what is what are you most proud of? Is there one project or you know a few stories maybe that you got an amazing reaction to or just one project that you went somewhere and you visited and it just really stuck in your mind? Yeah, I think we have kind of, I mean, we're really proud of every project that we've worked on genuinely because we're very strict with ourselves when it comes to the projects that we choose to work with or the people that we choose to endorse. We we are completely anti-greenwashing here at Going Green Media. Um, so we really do research into these companies and projects beforehand to make sure that they are actually doing what they say they are. And everybody that we've worked with, like I said, has been absolutely incredible. But one kind of uh, big moment for me, at least, I think was... Um, back in early 2021, uh, mm -hmm. we went to go visit a small startup at the time, green tech startup um, yeah. called Nopla, and they were making plastic alternatives from seaweed. Oh, um, absolutely incredible. Yeah, it was a really small team at the time. They were in a little... A little office and but they were so knowledgeable and the how far they had come in also just a short time was incredible and then now fast forward to end of 2022 so just last year they won the Earthshot prize which granted them a million pounds toward their um, their project and furthering their research which was so incredible to see it's like this little team that we went and visited in the beginning yeah. of 2021 kind of still at the end of COVID times and now um, it's a team of about 100 people yeah and now having all the success and we wish them all the best because of what they do really is so great but yeah, yeah it's those those incredible transformations and I think evolutions of companies that we see that's so amazing and helping them on the way to get to that yeah so, exactly yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely, I, I can relate to that as someone who speaks to a lot of climate tech startups is seeing them on their journey is is very rewarding. And, you know, you do always ch check back, I check back in sometimes a year or two later. <laughs> and I just want to move into giving startups a bit of advice and sharing your knowledge on what they can do to communicate effectively build a social media following and avoid common mistakes, uh, I guess maybe in, in communication, because I guess we all know that marketing is very hard for a lot of startups, especially early stage startups. They don't have a big budget. They can't invest in a, in a big team. But I do think there are just, there are a few things that if companies would just do a few things consistently, they could still get ahead even as an early stage startup. So yeah, what advice, I guess, would you share? I'd say the, the most successful climate tech startups that we've seen have been the ones that have made it personable and accessible. Um, so taking a, a wider perspective and looking at what is the problem they're trying to solve um, and relaying that in, in the messaging on social media and then breaking it down for people. So it's not just this complex language like this, this thing, this technology that we've got is solving this. It's, it's kind of A to B. Um, I think, yeah, and to go off of Ben's point, I think to connect it to uh, the individual is the most important thing. And you can never take social media for granted. You know, whether you love it or hate it, it, it does have power and it really does have impact. So I think it's making, like Ben said, your product or service or whatever it may be, personable, meaning put like a person behind it and say, this is how I use it in my daily life, or this is what it's done for me, or this is what, you know, connect it, make that connection, I think is such a big one. Yeah. Um, and then one also that I think is sometimes undervalued is collaboration. I think sometimes 
a lot of people don't even want to start their own projects or their own uh, climate tech startups because they think, oh, somebody's kind of already doing something similar. But I think if you have a niche that you have found, you know, find someone else who maybe is doing something a little similar or even way different from you. But if you're kind of in the same space, that collaboration obviously isn't only good for um, reaching new audiences and reaching new people, but it also just gets you kind of in touch with more like-minded people. And I think that is absolutely invaluable because you will learn so much from each other. And yeah, who knows what you can kind of unlock for your business yeah. that gives it that uh, unique selling point even more. And people in this space tend to be so welcoming. Like yeah. everybody is working towards the same goal and we all want to make the biggest impact possible. So yeah, reaching out, not just to other companies, also um, influencers or content creators that are in these niches that like we are so like welcoming when we have um, all of these interesting tech starters come to us and we, we also pass it on to other influencers that we think um, might be more applicable to those like specific niches. Uh, that's that's actually really interesting because I have never heard of a company reaching out to another company to do a collaboration with them. And I think it's it's because in the business world, right? It, there is obviously the climate tech space. It, it is a really nice mission-driven space with a lot of wonderful people, but still typically in the business world, it's like, I'm growing my business here. You're growing your business there. Right. <laughs> so, the, the, but the idea that you, you can actually reach out, maybe not to your direct competitors, but to others yeah. who are generally serving your, you know, your clientele, um, and just say, should we should we do a bit of yeah cross promotion or collaboration on content? I think that's quite an innovative idea, and it's one that companies could actually capitalize on quite a bit more. Definitely, and not only other companies, but I would say even your local town or your cities or a neighboring park or a museum. There's so many avenues for collaboration where you can get your product or service or business just kind of in a little bit more of a spotlight, but. Yeah where it can kind of have, you know, like the, the person or the company or the organization that you partner with can still contribute something to what you do. And I think that is, I think that's really important. I think that really shows like, oh, okay, that's cool that they're working with this. And yeah, yeah it just kind of exposes you a bit more and you learn something from it. Yeah, no, def definitely. There, there are so many groups, I guess, from activist groups to all, all kinds of groups at, at various levels, you know, lo local levels within cities, etc. And um, it's, um, I think it's, again, it's an untapped, you know, potential resource for a lot of businesses to go, it doesn't always have to be an exchange of money, um, yes. you know, but there are just so many organizations or, or people out there, even activists or influencers or, or who, who I can reach out to, and we can actually all grow that way so that that's a really great tip and i also like what you said about um you know have one person demonstrating how they're using your project bring it back to the individual because again that takes it away from the kind of the abstract right, right. <laughs> or even like a corporate feeling because no one really wants to see something that feels really corporate or like you know a, a robot or ai could have created something yeah make it give yeah. it that human touch. at the end of the day people connect with people yeah i think that's the key thing absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, so what are common mistakes that you see startups making? I think it's the opposite of the kind of things we've just said, like okay. being too complex with um, explaining topics, not put, putting a person behind mm -hmm. um, the story. Yeah, I think just keeping it simple is like the big is the biggest thing you kind of. 
I think as a creator or as a business on social media, you have to create the type of content that you yourself would want to see or that you would want to um, take action from or be interested in. Um, so whether you're really into colorful, you know, a colorful aesthetic, anything colorful that catches your eye, make it like that, you know, because it'll, it will also feel more authentic that way when it's put out onto social media. Like if it, if it feels like, like, it, I don't know if it doesn't really make sense for you, then yeah, it's not going to necessarily make sense for someone else. Yeah. So I think that's a big one. And also following some of the trends that are happening, like the, the algorithms on social media are constantly changing yeah. and um, you, you've got to work, like they have to work in your favor. So if you've been posting just still images for a long time, you've not seen it working, like stop and change that. Like the reels at the moment on Instagram are just blowing up creators at the moment use that for your business mm. um absolutely yeah. social media fortunately gives you so many tools to take to your advantage it's just about figuring out yeah how to make them apply to you and i think yeah with, with instagram in particular of course other platforms like tiktok and twitter and facebook they each have their own assets as well but i think instagram is really really like fine-tuned for creators and i think there's so much you can do with that can we just go into uh, just a little bit of the nitty gritties as to what's working right now. I know you said it does change it up, but reels. Mm -hmm. uh, is there anything else that you've seen that works really well? Reels, but also making sure that you are active on your stories. So that is the kind of the area where people will come back to you as a community and they, yes. you can tell the real aspects of your life. Like it's it's the, the stuff that goes on people's Instagram feeds and Twitter feeds tends to be like the well-refined stuff. Whereas mm -hmm. in stories, you can just have a chat and they can feel like your friend. Um, Absolutely. To go off of what Ben said, yeah, I think building a community around your brand is so important, whether you're an individual or a huge team or, you know, whatever the situation may be, build that community. I think engaging with your followers, if they comment, you know, comment something back, start a conversation. Yeah. Um, to, and, yeah I think and that'll that's... transfer into the likes and the comments and yeah. the, then your, um, your feed posts will then get the boost that they need. Mm -hmm. it'll grow it absolutely it'll grow organically definitely yeah. when you do that because yeah who doesn't want to be a part of a cool community of like-minded people yeah. I think that's great some great advice don't don't keep it don't, don't make it too corporate I guess I mean obviously people have to look at if they're a fintech or, or what, what type of business they are but as much as possible you know be a friendly face online and be be somewhat relatable and look for ways to connect with your audience definitely um, so what gives you hope in the face of the climate emergency? I think <laughs> I think it, it honestly is constantly changing and I mean that in a good way but I think one thing for me I learned this statistic the other day that as of 2020 the two largest population groups in the world were the under 20s and the 20 to 39 age group yeah. um, which is with like totaling over four point almost five billion people in the world just fall into that age those two age groups which I think is incredible be me being to, I'm 25 being it within that age range um, I've always found that I was kind of raised with a mentality to be conscious about the earth and look, care for our planet and take, yeah, take care of it and take care of your peers. And I think, at least I hope, I think that is a mentality that has also kind of come into, especially the younger generation through social media and through um, television and these all these different types of media that keep developing. And so I really think that, yeah, all the people in that do fall in those two age groups are kind of 
understanding that, okay, there's not only whatever's going on in the world, whether it's economically um, or climate wise, it not only impacts me now, but it will continue to impact me, you know, hopefully for the coming decades. So it's not just a problem now I can forget about, it is ongoing. So I definitely need to be a part of it. Yeah, I think making the solution. I think what gives me hope is the variety of projects that we've seen ourselves and the diversity of it. Like, I don't think there's an environmental problem right now that doesn't have a climate tech um, organization or a business working towards solving it. Um, And at the very start, when I was just looking at construction and the construction industry, I was like, who's solving plastic? Who's solving farming? And now that we've been able to grow our business to what it is um, and see this variety, that really does make me feel hopeful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, no, for sure. I mean, I, especially interviewing a lot of climate tech founders, um, I'll, you know, I'll hear about something that wasn't really possible or, you know, they're still working on some, some innovation or, or trying to make progress. And two years later, it's, it's amazing how fast things can change and just how how ingenious people are. I'm, I'm constantly amazed because, um, you just know that as that as that accelerates and that knowledge layers up and builds up on each other, you know, I I think we will we'll have there there will be very few things that we can't do when it comes to actually transitioning um, to it to a fully green economy. Um, yeah, I think human ingenuity is is really incredible. Uh, so I'll, I'll move into some some personal questions. My final five personal questions that I ask all my interviewees, and uh, I'll start with, what's your mantra or life philosophy? Leave the earth better than you found it. Yeah, I, I think that that's all it need, that needs to be said for me. Yeah, I know it's so simple, but I think it honestly does make so much sense. Yeah. And for me, I think my mantra would be, we don't need... 10 perfect sustainable people you know doing absolutely everything they can for the planet no flaws whatsoever we need millions and millions and billions of people living sustainably but imperfectly and so you know we're not here to call out people like oh I saw you use plastic you don't know because sometimes <laughs> you know because sometimes in life like there are certain scenarios uh where things happen and you know we're human we're imperfect so yeah I think it's just having that little voice in the back of your head pushing you to be a little bit more conscious in your day-to-day life that makes such a difference long term what's one thing about you that few people know oh that's a tough one because <laughs> our because we're trying to be so personable with our audience they kind of know everything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, i would say that uh we don't use social media personally that often <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird, like like for going green, we do. But when it comes to, you know, if we have photos that we want to put, like put online, it's very, very rare. Like we're rarely. I on. don't even have a personal Instagram account. Yeah, Ben account. doesn't even have a wow. personal Instagram <laughs> yeah. His Instagram is going green media. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. Because I think we also, we love, we absolutely love what we do. We love connecting with our audience. But I think at the end of the day, sometimes when you can work in this space, you do need to just power down once in a while and just go outside and enjoy nature for what it is. So yeah, Yeah. maybe that. Do you have any daily rituals that help keep you grounded? Yeah, every every day we we always make sure to go outside. And I really love doing my exercising outside. Like I'm... 
I, I used to go to the gym a lot, but I, I find that doing exercise outside is so much better for the mental health. Yeah. And we, we fortunately have a park in our neighborhood that we sometimes at the end of a really long day, even if we have a million things still that we have to do, we're like, you know what, let's just take 15 minutes. Let's go outside. We have a, we have a favorite bench that we like to sit yeah. on. So we'll go sit on that bench, just yeah. breathe a little bit and then come back to it. And I think that genuinely helps us physically and mentally so much. Yeah so important it's uh yeah na nature it, it re is a reset isn't it it's like hitting the reset button going outside yeah. and, and connecting with the bigger wider wider world completely yeah and it, you know it's interesting because there's this sort of um within the startup or, or founder culture there's been this you know hustle and burnout culture but interestingly enough when i speak to climate tech founders very often they'll say they exercise, you know, they go out in nature, they meditate, and it's really nice to see that people in this space actually, um, yeah, are, are just a bit more balanced and and more mindful of, yeah, I suppose the, the whole person and, and their health all around, and that actually comes across in their businesses as well, right? All right, is there a mentor or role model who's been highly influential? I have to say David Attenborough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I watched every single one of his programs and films. It, just the way he delivers these messages that are so complex in such yeah. an easily digestible way. Like mm. his voice is also just so soothing. Yeah. That's definitely mine. What would, what yeah. Would you say? Mine it has honestly from a young age, I think mine was my um science teacher growing up. And I know that's kind of odd. But um, yeah, she taught because I grew up in Florida, so I grew up on the beach and she taught us and my whole class from a young age, the importance of reducing waste, recycling. And she always used to organize beach cleanups as well at our local beach park. Um, and it kind of, yeah, helped give us that mentality from a young age. Like, even if it's not ours, let's pick it up. Let's clean the beach for the greater good. And yeah, it, I don't know. I definitely would say she was a young role model of mine. And um, last but not least, if you could teleport yourself into the future and be anywhere doing anything, where would you be and why? For me, I'd love to see where we are in 10 years time um, in terms of what, because I'd love to get in more into documentary filmmaking and um, like long, form. long form content and maybe getting into Netflix and the bigger streaming services. Wow. So and yeah. um, seeing what kind of projects we're filming there and how we're putting them together and how we're delivering those messages. Absolutely. I think what our dream is to kind of be the point of reference for people where if they're having a bad day or they're feeling really weighed down by not just the climate crisis, but just the news in general, mm -hmm. I think um, we'd love to be a place where people can go get some inspiration, feel hopeful again, and then, yeah, then go about their lives accordingly. Great. That's a, yeah, beautiful mission. And uh, I think we'll wrap up here. So I'll say, well, thank you very much for joining me. And is there any one final message that you want to leave the audience with? Yeah, just get out there and fight for your planet, fight for where you live. You know, I think it's such a beautiful, beautiful place that we've been afforded as humans. I think it's our responsibility to protect it, whether that's wildlife or the plants in our neighborhood. Like, you know, I think no person is too small to make a difference. And whatever field you're in, there is a way that you can get involved. Absolutely. As we've seen. Yeah. Love it. All right. Great having you. Thank you so Thank much you for so having much. us. Thanks for joining me.